Hello everyone and welcome to Global Polymer Conversations. In this series, we will discuss the polymer markets and global fundamentals. In this episode, we are going to be talking to our PE and PP reporters in Asia, Ying Ang and Matt Rajendra. Global Polymer Conversations is brought to you by Argus Media, a leading independent provider of energy and commodity pricing information. My name is Muhammad Fadil, and I'm the Vice President of Petrochemicals at Argus. And with me today is Ying and Matt, both based in Singapore. Ying and Matt, thank you so much for joining me in this series. Ying, polymer prices in China and Southeast Asia saw a huge jump at the start of 2021. Talk us through the first quarter of 2021. Yes, Fadil. PP prices in China and Southeast Asia have risen very significantly since mid-February when global PP supplies tightened due to the U.S. production losses. But even with that, PP prices in these two markets remain the lowest globally, with demand seen as stable at least through the first quarter of 2021. But China, who has added 2.6 billion tons per year of PP capacity in the second half of 2020, is now exporting PP, mostly the raffia grade, to everywhere now. It is heard exporting 100 to 200,000 tons per month um, of PP in both February and March itself, which is higher than its usual export of 30,000 tons per month in the past three years. Of course, this has helped to offset some of the US PP capacity shut because of the storm totaling about 7 million tons per year since mid-February. But we expect most plants would have been restarted by mid-April. And now that prices have thought, buying interest for PP is weakening among Southeast Asian converters, especially when container shipping issues continue to cause shipment delays in Southeast Asia. Thank you, Ying. That's really interesting information. Matt, how is the market dynamics in South Asia? Can you tell us what you are seeing in India, Pakistan, Bangladesh and Sri Lanka? Well, Fadil, the year started off with firm demand coming in from South Asia. But in recent weeks, outages in the US have dented supply to the region. We saw a decline in offers from key producers in the Middle East. Offers from the US are almost unheard of. And in these times, the Chinese participants have stepped up with their offers of polypropylene and polyethylene to the region. With the shortages, we have seen prices rise sharply over the past month. Many converters, traders and distributors are having problems coping with the increased prices as they are unable to pass on the cost to their customers. This has also caused converters to lower their operating rates or even idle their factories to cope with the increased cost. In Sri Lanka, for example, converters currently have sufficient inventory to last till mid-April when they will be celebrating the Sinhalese New Year. So we expect demand to be lukewarm in the coming weeks because of the stable inventory levels and the upcoming holiday. The situation is similar in Bangladesh, which was starved for cargoes at the start of the year due to global shipping issues. But offers have been coming in from key producers in the Middle East and Southeast Asia. Indian origin cargoes have been on offer as well, but they have generally been priced higher as direct trucking allows for prompt delivery of cargoes 
without the hassle of shipping the lease. In Pakistan, buyers are beginning to resist offers at current levels. Traders have been dominating the markets in recent weeks, with a large majority of transactions being made between buyers and trading firms. There has been a huge gap in offer prices for Middle East origin cargoes and Chinese origin cargoes, with the Middle East origin cargoes being priced substantially higher on shortages and better netbacks in the Americas and Europe. The situation is also very similar in India, the only South Asian country with local producers. Imports of polypropylene from China have been growing over the past month and a half. Local supply for both polypropylene and polyethylene has been unable to keep up with demand. We saw local producers increase prices almost every week this year. Indian producers are also taking advantage of the shortage situation in the Americas to chase better netbacks on their cargoes. That is very insightful, Matt. So much is going on in South Asia. Ying, this is something the market is talking about a lot. New PP supply is expected to come online very soon in China. What are you seeing? Yes, Fadil. China is expected to add about 1.8 million tons per year of new PP capacities in the first quarter of 2021 according to the latest update we have. This includes two new PP plants totaling 800,000 tonnes by Oriental Energy, a key LPG importer and PDH operator in China. The producer has in fact started its new 660,000 tonnes per year, new PDH unit in late February, and is currently operating at 90%. Apart from China, South Korea will also add 800,000 tons per year of new PP capacity by the first quarter too. Hanwha Total has started its 400,000 tons PP plant in late February. And next, we expect Ulsan Polypropylene, a joint venture between SK Advance and Polymiri, to start a new 400,000 tons PP plant in this week. All together, Around 3.6 million tons per year of new PP capacity is expected to come online in first half 2021. But we do expect some startups to slip from the expected timeline, like what we have saw last year, when producers face manpower shortages or even financial issues. While PP volumes from these new plants are uncertain and typically takes about three months before producers in China start exporting these materials, the new capacities will definitely put pressure in the Chinese domestic market. Thank you so much, Yi. You've explained it very well on the China PP situation. I'm going to ask you something now about Petronas, which is very closely watched among all the Southeast Asian and Asian players. What do you have for us? We expect Petronas' joint venture with Saudi Aramco to start in the second half of this year, based on Petronas' official announcement in its fourth quarter 2020 press release and also other market sources. And that means PE and PP supply in Southeast Asia will remain limited and dependent on imports from the US, Middle East, or even China. But we expect Petronas to start its 350,000 tons per year LDPE swing unit and one of its two PP units first, the ones which have started in early 2020, 
right before the incident. And Matt, shifting over to the Middle East, Oman is expected to add new PE capacity for the first time? That is right, Fadil. Many market participants have been watching developments on this front very closely as it is the only new startup in the Middle East this year. The new PE capacity in Oman will see the addition of two LLDPE HDPE swing plants at Liwa Plastics Industries Complex in Sohar, with a total capacity of 880,000 tons per year. Many participants in the Middle East are looking forward to this as supply has been limited coming into 2021, with feedstock issues causing shortages at the end of 2020 and the current outages in the US seeing supply tighten globally. Production has begun at the new plant, with offers heard last month to the South Asian markets. Operating rates are steadily increasing and it is expected to be on spec and fully operational after Ramadan. Along with the addition of new PE capacities, the complex in Sohar also includes a 300,000 tonne per year polypropylene unit. With polypropylene shortages arising from turnarounds and increased feedstock cost, the additional capacity is expected to lengthen PP supply in the Middle East in the coming months. Matt, before we go, you've been doing some exciting things in the new global PE and PP report that Argus produces weekly. Tell us more, please, about the new FOB Middle East assessments you launch on March 25th. Well, Fadil, it has been exciting indeed, and this came on the back of the increased freight rates we saw globally towards the end of last year. The shortage of containers and lack of vessel space saw freight rates triple or even quadruple depending on the route. Many producers, especially in the Middle East and China, started making offers on an FOB basis because of the increased difficulty in securing shipping lines. So we saw this gap in the markets and decided to launch the FOB assessments. We do see this being a fundamental part of our market reports from here on especially after what unfolded in the Suez Canal recently with the container ship blocking off the entire Suez Canal in Egypt. The FOB prices will give participants clearer insights into how the polymer markets are moving and help them make more informed decisions. Indeed, Matt, the container crisis has been one of the key talking points of the last few months, and I'm glad to hear the new enhancements that you are leading. Ying and Matt, thank you very much. We have to draw to a close now. It's been a real pleasure talking to the both of you and thank you everyone for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, please be sure to tune in for our other episodes in this series, Global Polymer Conversations. For more information on Argus's petrochemicals product coverage, please visit argusmedia.com slash petrochemicals. Thank you.